0: Champagne and Socks podcast. I'm Elisa. Hello. Bonus childcare day today. I am doing lots of productive things with my bonus day, and one of them includes recording this episode. So, my goal is to record for this month, uh, and I'm behind. Of course, I'm behind. Anyway, welcome to a new episode of Champagne and Socks. I really am very slowly getting on top of my life and one of the things that was was finally getting through all the champagne and socks emails. I get a lot of junk mail to that box so I'd been not really keeping my eye on it which meant that I missed this fantastic email from Amanda from last year. Um, I apologize Amanda because I only just found it and I just wanted to thank you so much for your email which I'm going to read out now and her email is as follows. Hi, Elisa. Hope things are going well for you. I'm a knitter and long-time Galactic Suburbia listener from Charleston, South Carolina, who followed you to Champagne and Socks when you started the podcast. Your crafting and gardening adventures are a welcome relief from the raging trash fire that is the world right now. I saw an amazing patchwork throw in the Smithsonian Collections and instantly thought of you. It's called the Edna Force Davis Wool Crazy Patchwork Parlour Throw. Here's a link to high-resolution images of the throw, along with the information about its construction and history. It took Davis decades to make the piece, and it is just gorgeous. Thanks so much for your podcast, and best of luck with your current craft projects, Amanda. Thank you so much for this, Amanda. I have just gone and checked it out, and I'm going to put a link... Um, in the show notes somewhere. I totally loved this bit in the description. In 1897, the year this quilt was begun, women's fashion was for long skirts, as seen in the corner block of Edna Force Davis's elaborately embroidered parlour throw. Over 30 years later, in 1929, when Edna finished her project, the fashion had changed and skirts were now much shorter, as her embroidered figure on the opposite corner block indicates. I freaking love that I love that so hard it's not just me who takes 30 years to finish a project it is the way of crafting and crafters everywhere know that it's about the journey I love this um, check out this gorgeous throw um the embroidery is just amazing and the description that accompanies it is so interesting thank you so much for that Amanda as promised I have been working really hard to get knitting back into my not just every day but all day as a way of combating panic and anxiety and it's really really helping I have had days where I haven't done so great with it and the anxiety's not been so good and then I've had other days where I've gone oh not feeling great might just go and do a couple of rows of knitting And so to that end, I have quite a few finished projects to talk about. The first one is one that I dug up out of my in-progress basket, which I'd finished but hadn't taken a photo of, so therefore couldn't, you know, like file away or use it. It's a cowl. The cowl is called Simple Yet Effective, and it's in my Ravelry if you want to check the pattern out. When we had the total eclipse that was a blue moon, I took advantage of a blue moon fiber arts special and I grabbed two skeins in their colorways that they did in celebration of this astronomical event. I knit this cowl out of Dark Side of the Blue Moon in Super Taji Blue Moon Fiber Arts. The yarn is stunning and I'm really glad that I actually have a second skein of Super Taji which I probably will also do a cowl or some kind of shawl with Uh, and I've got my eye on that project but I want to finish some other stuff before I do that. I love looking around at other people's projects in Ravelry. One of the best features of that website is the ability to see what other people have done. You can see whether the yarn that you're choosing or the colorway that you're choosing is going to work how you want it to. And you can see how other people modify patterns. So with this one, I actually modified the pattern and I I threw in a lace, I think. So instead of doing like a ridge of pearl in the stockinette, every other ridge of pearl I threw in, pretty sure it was just knit two together yarn over lace pattern. Really, really happy with the way that looks and just love The yarn. I can't believe how I have made peace with orange and yellow in my ageing. I used to hate orange and yellow and never, never wear it. And now when it's like, oh, it's the moon or it's the sun or it's the sunrise, it's so romantic. Anyway, so that's a project. I need to do a finished photo and put that on my Ravelry. And uh, now I've told you about it so I can actually go ahead and wear this cowl. It's getting cold in Canberra. So that will be really good. So that was not finished since I've last recorded. But what I have finished since I last recorded is a pair of Mirrorworks socks. These were really easy. It was a really easy knit, even though it had the cabling pattern. And I think I talked last time about how easy that was because it was actually just a twisted rib cable rather than mucking around with with moving stitches around as a reminder i used my dawson's creek colorway um and thinking about that there must be a new one on the way because that was quite a while ago that i received that the socks fit perfectly and i wore them uh for like a week and i need to wash them by hand to wear them again but yes i finished those and i do believe i have some finished pictures on my Ravelry of those really really happy with how they turned out and super comfy I finished a second pair of house slippers. I did those in a green and I made them slightly longer than my pair. So hopefully they will fit my sister-in-law, who I suspect will be the one who mostly wears them. And then I took the leftovers from my purple yarn from my slippers and the green from that pair and I made a pair for my daughter. I just scaled the pattern down two-thirds knitted it up and it worked to treat she didn't believe me that they were gonna fit but they fit perfectly she'll probably grow cuz she's a giant and they won't fit anymore but really happy with how those worked out and yesterday I dug up like a a neutral or a natural yarn colorway it's kind of brown gray with a beige um, spun together that I originally had always thought I was going to make a scarf out of, but I think I'm going to make my husband's house slippers out of those. So that's sitting there to be cast on. The house slippers project is such a great project for when I'm reading and knitting at the same time. Don't have to pay attention because it's either garter or um, knitting in the round and um, it's kind of boring, but then you don't have to pay attention. You can get some reading done. So I need to cast on another one of those. What I have been knitting on instead, which is not a simple project that I can be doing something else at the same time, is a pair of fingerless mittens. I had to bump up fingerless mittens as a project, even though I have other socks on needles and I really want to catch up with the project that I'm doing at the moment this year, which is the Handmaidens Sock Club, I think it's called, Handmaidens Sock Club. Uh, which is a sock pattern every two months. So I think the third pattern is about to come. And I'm watching Deb knit hers and she's knit the first two and I cast on the first and haven't even looked at the second. So I really want to come back and knit those socks. So they will be coming back up to my knitting all day, every day soon, but I needed fingerless mittens because my hands start to hurt in the cold. And so this was becoming quite urgent So I ended up knitting a pattern called Beira, which is a Scottish Celtic goddess of winter, which I felt. So Beira, also known as the Kalietch, was the Scottish Celtic goddess of winter and the maker of mountains. And I felt like if I was going to be wearing mittens while I was doing work, that seemed like a really empowering uh, goddess to be wearing on my hands. The mittens, as so the pattern is by Liz Cork, again I found it on Ravelry, and these mitts feature two cables that blend seamlessly into the rib at the cuff and the top of the mitt. The asymmetrically placed cable on the back of the hand is complemented by the thumb cable which splits to surround the thumb gusset before merging together again at the top of the glove. Uh, She describes the mitts as super stretchy due to the twisted rib and will fit most teens and women. It's twisted rib. It's a lot of twisted rib. If you hate twisted rib, this is not the pattern for you. I don't mind twisted rib and I quite like how defined the pattern comes out. I'm using my second skein of Blue Moon Fiber Arts from the Blue Moon Total Eclipse. This one is in Tigataji and it's called Total Lunar Eclipse. I'm really loving it. It's this sort of very deep dark grey to light greys and then you get this burst of reds and oranges it's delicious I was worried that the cable with this sort of Celtic symbol across the back of the hand wasn't going to really show up because of the yarn colorway that I've chosen but I actually quite like it now that I've finished the left hand you knit the whole thing you put some stitches to the side for the thumb and come back to knit the thumb so you knit all of the first mitten And then all of the second one and then come back and do the two thumbs. So I haven't completely finished the left glove, but uh, it's finished enough to wear. And uh, so I still have to come back and do the thumbs and I'm cast on the second mitten because I'm pretty keen to get these done. I've ended up making them a little bit longer than specified because my knuckles really hurt a lot in the cold. So I wanted to be able to pull it all the way down over that second knuckle but now I'm a bit worried that they're too long and they'll be sort of cumbersome when I'm trying to do things. I think they'll be fine for typing because you only really need your fingertips. But I also was just folding back that top cuff um, to give some extra space. And I think it's okay. It's, I'll see how it works. But probably normally I would make fingerless mittens slightly shorter than that. I haven't done any quilting. I keep staring at my friendship quilt that I was quilting before I picked up the knitting thinking I need to get back to that because I was so into it and I was like halfway through the project and it's cold it'd be nice to have a quilt to actually wear but I haven't and at the moment I'm just kind of focusing on getting the knitting moving getting some projects finished and being really regular with just having knitting in my life and then I'll see how the quilting fits into that. I really want to be finished the 365 quilt this year and I'm aware that I was sort of up to date a month ago and so a month has moved on and that's making me a bit itchy but I'll see I'll see how I go. I'm feeling like I'm moving in the craft world. We'll see how we go. listen to the champagne and socks podcast a podcast of all things craft you can now subscribe via itunes leave a review if you like join the craft circle and tell us what you're working on this week email me at champagne at gmail.com or find me on twitter as champagne socks i'm over on ravelry as girly jones also find the ravelry group champagne and socks speak to you later.